Ghost Adventures is the sole property of the Ghost Adventures crew and Scripps LLC. We're not in any way affiliated with any of them, we just like watching them do their thing. So if you like Ghost Adventures too, support the crew in the Travel Channel. Also, this podcast has profanity in it, so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary. Welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. And I'm Taylor. We're back. We're back. Thanks so much for waiting. Um, and, uh, you know, when you are when you got a real life, sometimes you can't podcast every week. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. But we promise the latest that we would get another episode out is like... Uh, after two weeks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and you did, we did, not for nothing, we did just upload three lost episodes, so. Right. It, you know, it kind of if, feels like you should be happy about that. <laughs> if you've been wondering where those episodes were, we had there no idea. Are. So there they are now. We, we, we re-uploaded them. And by the way, thank you for, thank you to all our fans for giving us our number one most popular day yeah. on the day that we upload, like the day that we uploaded those and the day after you guys came through for us, like in, in it, in just a huge way. And it's, it's really heartening. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. It really means a lot to us that you stick with us on this show. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so <laughs> we kind of did a couple of episodes that were like, not ghost adventures. They were like, you know, we did the demon house. We did deadly possessions. Um, and those are like things that Zach, the new, more mature Zach, has created. <laughs> um, and the reason I'm saying all that is because in this episode, they were the Ghost Adventures crew kind of goes back to their roots. And we're still in season where what what at least the DVDs are calling season three. Um So this is young Zach. This is young baby Zach. This is like 2010. 2000, 2011, maybe. Yeah. And they're in Vegas, baby. Back home sweet home. Home sweet home for the Ghost Adventures crew. Sin City. You know they're in Vegas because there's an Elvis impersonator within, no joke, the first 60 seconds of this episode. <laughs> also, I find it interesting. Zach is in a pink car. I would. Yes, that's, I was going to say that. A pink convertible of all I'm things. surprised he feels comfortable with that. <laughs> It's because he's in Vegas. It's a special Vegas car. Okay. Okay. They were, and they, by the way, they had to have at least a two car setup because someone was filming them in the car, like leaning out of the car, talking about yeah. shit while they're driving down the road. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of two cam. I mean, of course there are two, literally two, at least two cameras because we've got uh, Aaron and, uh, and Nick. Nick. Yeah. I just love the shots of other shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where we like see the guy with the camera in the shot. Yeah. And we see Zach speaking into the other camera. And it just looks really awkward. Like, the, why are you doing this? This episode also has one of my other favorite things, which is scenes in which we encounter Zach telling us about the background of this location. Uh-huh. And it as it, it's as if 
we're like walking into him explaining this and he's like appearing from behind a corner or something. I just love that. <laughs> I just want to see, I don't know if we've said this before, but I want to see just a compilation, like a whole episode of <laughs> Ghost Adventures where it's just those shots. Where it's just, <laughs> just Zach explaining things. He's just talking Zach. about the haunted location and yes. like we see him come around a corner and then we see him stick his head up out of a hole in the ground. And then come out of a door. <laughs> it's like different places. Oh, you could make that. We yeah. could cut that together. Like we Ghost could. Adventures, but it's just Zach coming out of nowhere. Yes. The the I don't know if I've talked about this a lot. The the sort of proto insanely haunted, like the seed of insanely haunted, the first thing I ever did was a bunch of like re-edits of ghost adventures episodes in this way yeah. and they all got they all got fucking dmca'd by YouTube. uh by youtube <laughs> because the, the apparently travel channel has really really good youtube bots that just scan for their bread and butter zach bagans all day long <laughs> um this episode has it all this episode uh has zach okay the this so, is the the, the la what how do you pronounce it? la palazza uh this is that episode Yes, La, I'm sorry I didn't mention that. This is La Palazza. <laughs> it uh, is a huge mansion in Las Vegas. Big old mansion. Um, Zach tells us some stories about this place. Uh, it's a historical neighborhood. There are supposed mafia ties. And he also drops some very, like, Goonies shit that they don't go back to. What was it? Hidden treasure in the house somewhere. Wait, he said that? He said there were rumors of hidden treasure oh buried beneath the floorboards. Okay, but he also said, like, that this particular house is very close to the Las Vegas Strip, and, and when they show pictures of it, you can see the strip in the background, mm -hmm. which, like, okay, no problem, but some of the noises, do you think, could be attributed <laughs> to that? Oh, for sure. oh, <laughs> oh, no, I thought the Las Vegas Strip was known for how quiet... It is exactly so there there's like no mention of that like oh hey this could be you know background noises from one of the like most uh i don't know the loudest streets in the world from, <laughs> from like the most the city with like the most thriving nightlife of exactly. anywhere in the united states uh we also hear that this ghost has been blamed for both arson and murder yeah which is kind of a lot I found it really fascinating that they were just like alluding to the fact that maybe mafia was involved. But did didn't they say in this town in yeah. general? Yeah, yeah in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think a that's mafia. a known fact. Yeah, it's not something that may have been right. But okay, I actually have formed a whole conspiracy theory about the owners, oh, and once we sort yes. of okay, once we sort of like get into explaining the owner and everything that happened, I would just like to mention my conspiracy theory. We, so we should say the owners, the former owner of this home, is like a major character in this episode. Yeah, um, and that's interesting. Like you don't usually there's only like one or two other episodes I can think of where there's one character that they talk to who is like so consistent throughout the episode. Yeah. And this is a guy named Chris. Um, Chris bought this place because he thought it would be his ticket to success. I just, I, I can't imagine being able to afford a house that big. And I just wonder like with anybody who owns a house that big, what did you do in life? How can I... Well, we certainly... <laughs> I was going to say, just wait till my, my theory. <laughs> Until we meet with the other character yeah. involved in this. So Chris um, lived here for a while um, with his girlfriend, Heather. And they together encountered a lot of spooky shit. Like, ghosts would talk to her while she was in the shower. And apparently they were really perverted and... Zach calls it horny, not Horny and creepy. evil. Horny not and creepy. evil, yeah. But, but, but he doesn't call it 
creepy. He calls it horny. So is that how Zach acts when he's horny? <laughs> is, is he just a total creep and he doesn't I re- realize I it? do not want to envision the <laughs> concept of horny Zach. Well, we did find out this, this episode. episode yeah. We found out exactly how Zach acts when he's when he's thirsty for it. So Chris explains <clears throat> that this whole stuff started after they moved in and their poor doggy was, uh, oh dear, Lydia is about Lydia to attack just the microphone. Lydia saw the fucking mic stand and was like, I'm going to jump on that. <sighs> now she's tapping <laughs> it with her paw. Love this cat. Tap, 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 Love tap. Love you, honey. Hi. Hi, Bean. Um, the poor dog apparently was starting to freak out and probably had some health problems that should have been looked at. She was shaking or, and crying yeah, and throwing up. But like, I'm no, I'm no animal expert by any means, but uh, a move is a stressful situation for, for sure. a human yeah. being. So I'm sure it's pretty stressful for animals too, and they may have just, you know, overlooked that conveniently. Well, and and also, also, there's another point in the episode where Chris. Chris had a, had some buck wild shit go on in his life. Um, there's a point that he talks about where it was just him and the dog, where he had like basically driven everyone else out of his life. Yeah. So I'm thinking there might be some connection there too. No, you yeah. don't say. <laughs> well, and also, I mean, just moving, pets will urinate and go to the bathroom oh, in yeah. different areas of your new place because they don't know what's up. They don't know what's going on, and they want things to be familiar, and the way that they make things familiar is by marking themselves all over the place. That's what animals do. And he probably, I mean, animals get stressed. They get anxiety. Lydia was on, our, our, our kitty cat was on uh, some kitty Prozac for a little bit, just because she's a little nervous. And um, she has another medication now that helps um, that helps with that problem, but also for the, the pain problem that she has. But... Um, animals get nervous and they, they suffer from separation anxiety. I have a friend whose dog was on donkey Prozac because terrible, terrible separation anxiety every time she'd go Mm -hmm. to work. So not all animals are going to be these pristine, peaceful angels that suffer no sadness whatsoever. Um, and you know, go to the vet, take your, take your little, uh, family member to the vet and... And and get them get them some help. We did see some footage of of the pit bull in question. Very cute. Yeah, very also cute. very sweet. Yeah. Um. So some of the things that this couple would see at their new home, uh, one was an older woman sitting in an armchair <laughs> with, with Jackie O sunglasses. Chris yeah, tells us. Yeah, and a big hat. Um. There was also apparently Slender Man was in their yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Slender Man came to visit. Okay. Tall man with long arms. Um, so can we tell the wine glass story? Yeah. This is like the story of one particularly insane night at this household. Chris and Heather are hanging out with my boy, Tony and his girlfriend. So there it's Halloween night. Everybody's a little wasted. Um, a wine glass slides out of the rack and shatters. And then Chris flies off the handle, like addressing the ghost gets a sword out and starts threatening the ghost and then supposedly the ghost starts choking him, and then Tony, ever the bro, uh, bum rushes him out of his own home to save him from the ghost. Which, like, okay, um, first things first, anyone with a shred of, like, I don't know, common sense would say, you're playing loud music and there are glasses suspended. 
in a... And there are drunk people. That, yeah, I mean, the loud music mm, could have very easily, I don't know, um, shaken that glass out of its holder, and that scares the drunk person, who then grabs a sword, gets weird, his buddy pushes him out of the house, you know? I mean, it, it's... Uh, there was... It, it was a had to you had to be there moment and, for sure. And memory is very fallible. We know this. True. We know this from science. Especially when you're drunk. Um. So Heather's report that she literally saw two indentations on her boyfriend's neck. I don't know. Man. Maybe he just has a really gnarly neck. He has that gets gnarly he when has he's bad skin. His when skin he's is stressed rough. the fuck out. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. When you're under a lot of stress, your your heart gets pumping. Maybe he's maybe he had some bulging veins in his neck, and or, just... or 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 uh, a muscle thing, or whatever. Yeah, whatever's exactly. in your neck. Yeah, just some stuff. Neck in there. stuff. I don't know what's in there. But the thing is, like, what I didn't really appreciate was that the owner's girlfriend says that being in the house is what contributed to his violence. Right. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like okay, <laughs> and getting... the allusions that Chris makes to the behavior that yeah. he did. Is really terrifying. It's kind of... I'm worried for her a little bit. Uh, right. More than a little bit. Right. Like, it's obviously a pretty touchy subject, domestic violence, but... Um, Seems to come up a lot in ghost yeah. shows for whatever reason. Yeah. Weird that the ghost is what does this to you. He literally said, I almost did 25 in to life because of this house. Is, mm. is that why? Because of the house? Yeah. Mm. Convenient. Like, he... he, he emphasized repeatedly how this house made him a very violent person. Um, to, as as Max said, to the point of him being by himself with his dog. Yeah. Um, All of his friends ostracized him. I'm, I'm sorry. I am so sick and tired of hearing about demons making men be violent to their, their loved ones. Like that is not an excuse. I don't, I don't care what you believe. If you are hurting your family member, that is domestic abuse, no matter what, and you need to take responsibility for your actions. Maybe this guy just saw Amityville Horror and thought that is oh, a that's me. perfect. That's me. That's scope. life. Yeah. That's that's what happened to me, and I can say that. Now. Yeah. But then um, I just think it's funny in this moment when he's sort of talking. Zach explains that he had a dream. Oh yes. And he like forces the cameraman to explain. I'm not sure if it was. I'm not sure which. He's cameraman. like fucking tell him, dude. Yeah. Fucking tell him what I told you. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, oh, how convenient that it's what he told you last night, you know? But Yeah, Zach had a dream that um, he came to this place and connected with a dark presence. That is the dream that he had. It didn't really make sense what, nope. he, was, what he was trying to get at. Pretty convenient in that moment. But then <laughs> we get to meet our good friend. Shit, Nico. Nico! Santucci. Who? Santucci? Santucci. Santucci. Yeah. Who, yeah. if I were to describe what he looks like, he is a mix of Greg Sestero from The Room. And Bono. And, okay, that's the third person. And Bono. And Lieutenant Dangle from Reno 911. Oh, my. I just said washed up 80s hairband lead singer aesthetic. <laughs> this man is at least 48 years old and he's very self-conscious about it. Oh, because yeah. he has a spray on five o'clock shadow. Oh. And that's like the least embarrassing part of his outfit. This he's man's... like a hold. He's got a prop too. And it's yeah. that, that glass of liquor. a glass of oh wine. <laughs> just sort of swirling it as he speaks. Oh God. He's, he's a character. So Nico is the guy that sold the house to Chris. And Nico says he feels a little bad. 
because he says he saw Chris's personality change. And apparently when when Nico was there, he would hear like a fuzz noise. Mm. That's about it. Hmm, sounds <laughs> sounds like uh this might not be a, a a thing that everyone experiences at this house. Hmm. One of my favorite quotes was from Chris and they're standing in one of the rooms and he says, if hell had a VIP room, <laughs> this would be it. <laughs> I wonder if he writes for Zach. Yeah. This is the beginning of a long and fruitful partnership. Oh, um, they show this random old dude that I don't think they get oh, a yeah. name. And he's like talking about mafia oh, connections. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like. It's like he has fond memories of he's when the like, mafia was in town. He's like talking about how like, oh yeah, the mafia used to run this place and then the big business came in and they just fucked it they up. They just ran yeah. it into the ground because <laughs> yeah. the mafia used to keep them all in check. And I'm like, okay, are you describing like your former activities here? <laughs> Another great quote from Zach. Do you believe in ghosts and shit? <laughs> Can I say a note that I took around here? We're getting a lot of like rapid fire interviews at this point. We're hearing from Chris, Heather, old mafia guy, Nico. The speed at which these people go from probably to definitely is like unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Because they'll start out with supposing that it might have been a ghost. And then one sentence later, it absolutely was a ghost for sure. That's totally true. And it's really obvious. But, um, Sorry, I, I don't know where I was going that that. I just wanted to bring up that back back room. You yes, know what I was talking yes, about? Yes, yes. The one with the swans, apparently. Yeah. Yes, like, you have to turn handle. you have to like turn a secret handle that's shaped like a swan in order to get into this secret room that's full of white tile and smells like bleach. And blood. And has a fucking water time. cooler in it and a sink. Guys, it just sounds like Apparently there was like a bunch of blood in the sink. Oh, hooey. Backed up. That's probably rust. You probably have a rusty yes. sink. Sorry, I'm just like really excited about my conspiracy theory and I see it coming up on my notes you and I'm like coming? ready for it. Um, before, before we get there, I'd like to say uh, like right after one of the commercial breaks, you see Zach and he says something that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard them say on this show. We don't often bring religion into what we do. <laughs> Motherfucker, oh, you've had... Five separate bishops on this television show to talk about how haunted these places are and how Jesus kills ghosts or whatever. And that's when he whips out the tiny vending machine <laughs> cross and holy water. <laughs> holy water in like TSA friendly size bottle. Yeah, like he got it at the grocery store in the travel section. <laughs> True. Jesus to go. <laughs> Supersize that blessing. Mm, I'm loving it. <laughs> um, we uh, Chris keeps going on and on and on about how a horrible person he became when he moved into this place. How he was, house. how he's a real sinner here. Um, which is like, dude, what the fuck did you do? Okay, you're gonna have to bear with me for a minute because it's gonna it's gonna be a roller coaster of a conspiracy <sighs> theory. Right. Okay. But like, what isn't? Okay, okay, so. The base of the theory is that Chris is a member of the Mafia, which, okay. okay, big claim, I know, but hear me out. First of all, he says that there was possibly dirty work done in the house. Uh -huh. And one thing that I don't think we had mentioned previously is that 
the house is completely stripped to its bare bones. Yes. And I don't know if they bring up why that happened or if there's just a reason after you move out why you tear down all the walls, tiles, ceilings, everything. Um, I don't know if he was going to tear down the whole house and then, like, waited for the investigation to be over. I'm not really sure. But that just seems a little bit suspicious to me. Kind of weird. You know, obviously kind of getting rid of all the evidence. He also is quoted at the end saying, I hope that this place burns, which, Mm -hmm. you know, again, convenient, burn all the evidence, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Um, They're mentioning that old room where they say they found guns Mm -hmm. under the floor, and Chris is saying, those guns are what you use when you put in work, and that was his his words, not mine, so... You know, obviously he has some knowledge he, about he that. He was throwing some lingo. How do you know? And so like, was Heather. Exactly. Heather was throwing never, around some lingo too. Yeah, I've never heard that phrase before put in words. Exactly. So again, could be some sort of fa- phrase. Um, also, they make a huge point of talking about the mafia, which we did talk about. Um, and then that the former owner, Nico of the former owner, he mentions that there was some things he couldn't discuss. That's a little suspect. We did. That is a did. little interesting. Yes, he, yeah. he, he was like, but we don't. We we shouldn't talk about that. He was like, yeah. yeah. He kind of brushed that off when they started getting too deep into the mafia. But he says there's some things I can't talk about. What? Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, Chris says he also walked around his house with a with a gun because yeah. he didn't feel safe. If you're in the mafia, you also don't feel safe and may walk around your house with a gun. Yeah. So here's my theory. He's a member of the mafia. He kills someone in the house. He goes a little crazy because he's not really, you know, he takes it hard, basically. Well, sure, sure, sure. Right. So he, you know, comes up with a theory. He's going to get his girlfriend in on this, that the house was haunted, that this house made him do all these things, that the house made him violent. And the reason that there's blood and things in the house is because the ghost were the murders, the ghosts had the arson, that, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, now there's this an is... episode of Ghost exactly. Adventures corroborating exactly. his story. So, so this yes. is the telltale heart. Exactly. So he calls Ghost Adventures to say, you need to come do this story, so that way it, this can hold up in court if I'm ever questioned. You didn't say that part out loud on the oh, phone. Of course, of you course. You didn't say that part. Exactly. But he's thinking this because, you know, which props, like that is the smartest thing. The smartest way to cover up a murder that I've ever seen. Is to get three big, dumb, dumb bozos (laughs) to come and and poke around and look for ghosts in your house. Exactly. So that's my conspiracy Shit. I fucking, that tracks Mm -hmm. is the thing. I was kind of feeling that too, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's kind of an obvious one, but I just wanted to like throw it out there. He was, he was definitely using some lingo while he was talking about this stuff. And at one point Heather did too. She was talking about the, the killing room. Yeah. Very, very yeah. certain, like within very certain terms. Yeah. Right. Like talking about it as if she's as, fe- like, oh, as, yeah. as if she's feeling it, but also it definitely happened. Which think- shit, y'all, we blew the fucking cover on this guy. Yeah. Case solved. Case right? solved. We should be cops. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is one of the episodes, and I think we discussed it, how he, you know, the actual owner is a really big part of the episode, but I think most of the entertainment comes from the pre-investigation rather than really just the investigation or anything like that. Spoiler alert, the lockdown is... Aside from one thing that's totally off the walls, insane and stupid, the lockdown is, like, really boring. Mm -hmm. Very, like, 
we heard a noise, and I ran over to investigate. There was a lot of noises. A lot, a lot of, of like voices. banging noises and like people carrying their voices over from far away. I don't doubt that they thought it was ghosts. I have a feeling that. What's his face? What's what's Greg Sestero? Nico. Nico. I have a feeling that Nico is somebody hides in the attic. And so, somebody just... undercover. That is a, dis- a bad disguise he's wearing. Who do you think he is in real life? Gene Parmesan. <laughs> well, that's his fake name, his pseudo name. No, that's the guy from Arrested Development. It's the PI that. Uh... Oh right. Okay. And then, and every time Lucille sees him, she goes, "Ah, Gene Parmesan." <laughs> that's right. So when they open the investigation, yeah. they mention that customized EMF detector that mm-hmm. is oh, yeah. scientifically proven. "Quote unquote." Now he says we're gonna we're gonna scientifically test for ghosts, and I get the feeling that Zach thinks the word "scientifically" means we're gonna use something that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. We're gonna use a piece of technology that is fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds fancy. Not necessarily is. Uh, we even get a little toss back to just to show how little material they got. We get a toss back to our good friend Richard Sennett, the oh, um, God. the totally real expert oh. with totally real hair. <laughs> Who talks about how the devil speaks in a voice that has many waters, which is a normal quoting, thing to say. Quote, quoting the Bible. Mm. Apparently, I don't know. Um, apparently, Nick and Aaron get a little freaked out by Zach's eyes. They say they shift. Zach turns the camera on himself and, you know, kind of, I don't know. I mean, he just looks normal. I don't understand. He just always looks this. weird. By the way, his hair during this lockdown is like especially egregious. It's like it's very so you could you could um kebab with that. You hair. could roast some fucking marshmallows True. on this guy. True. There's an orb. Oh, oh, that, that, that is goes, definitely not dust. No, That's, it's not dust. They debunked it as not being a bug or dust. Yeah, and they have HD night vision cameras, so very easy to tell the difference. And maybe you play this part like ten times of this apparent ball of energy. And Zach like very detailed descriptions of how it follows the contour of Nick's back. But his butt goes into his butt. So in this particular episode, I feel like he provokes the ghost a lot, and maybe yes. you know, I don't know. Obviously, this is a younger Zach. Maybe. <laughs> He's a little more inexperienced. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like a good idea in general to provoke any sort of demonic entities or anything. If you genuinely believe that there is an otherworldly presence here with more power than you, this is a dumb thing to be doing. Right? Yeah, 100%. So first up, uh, Zach gets... Okay, it wouldn't be an episode of Ghost Adventures if somebody didn't almost die. And Zach stabs himself in the stomach on a rusty nail. Uh, by accident, and then he says that if they left to get medical attention, that would mean the ghosts win. <laughs> I, I missed that part. That's what he said. Great, cool. Uh, so, in order to really stick it to the ghosts, Zach risks hepatitis to stay and investigate this place. And tetanus. He mentions that he does not. He has not had a tetanus. <laughs> tetanus shot, which boggles my mind because he is constantly in old. Dusty, dirty, bacteria-filled buildings. Like he wears a respirator. Like, why don't you have your vaccinations? 
I hope he's not an anti-vax. <laughs> it would also track, though, if Zach Bagans was scared of needles. And by the way, guys, you got a scientist on the show. Vaccinate so your children, please. You're going you're gonna to hear it from me. <laughs> Vaccinate your damn children. Okay, so we got to talk about this next part. Oh, I'm nervous. <laughs> I know what it is. So Zach brings in a trigger object. Ugh. And there is a like a distinct... So, Okay, so he says out loud, we bring in trigger objects, and sometimes we bring in people to be trigger objects. I have never seen them bring in a person and call them a trigger object that was not a woman. Like, literally, the only time he refers to a human being as a trigger object is when it's a woman. Yep. Convenient. If it's a man, it'll tr- just... It'll trigger his homosexuality. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So they bring in this lady who I'm guessing she's just, she's like an actor or whatever. You mean boob woman. They bring in boob lady. And like she says, he says, we found a female that looks like Heather. There is literally one thing about her that is similar to Heather. She's like a foot taller. She has longer hair. Her face looks nothing like Heather's. They just both have big boobs. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only similarity. They have the same color hair. That's the two similarities. And they, this poor woman. Has to stand in this totally stripped down house. She wraps herself in a towel to simulate being in a shower. And then they make her take her shirt off under the towel. Well, we don't know if they make her. But she very... She, she wasn't happy about yeah. it. Yeah. It was a little uncomfortable to watch. A li- more than a Super little uncomfortable. uncomfortable Sorry, I'm not trying to side with Zach. Yeah. I'm just... I just have in my notes that I feel so incredibly bad for this person. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's just standing there and saying things like, Why are you here? Do you remember me? They better have paid her well. I hope they fucking... Jesus. Zach is extremely transparent in this moment about his fantasy of saving her from the ghost. Oh, of course. Because he's like, I hope he comes out so I can bust in there. But also, like, there's a moment where they apparently get, like, a really good recording of some snarling and disembodied dragging or something like that. And they replay the video a few times. And every single time, this girl is just completely unfazed. Yeah, like she doesn't give a shit. Yeah. She's so not bothered. She's and just, I- like, cowering with the, her towel, like, like shielding her chest area. It is just the most uncomfortable thing to watch. And Zach is so uncomfortable, but, I mean, obviously, because of the situation. But he says stuff like, he's, like, he keeps reassuring her, like, like so I'm going to be watching you. First off, that's fucking creepy. Like, watch what you're saying. The way he's phrasing it is, like, He's trying to cover his own ass. Like, he's covering his liabilities. Like, so I've warned you that there are demons. <laughs> I've warned you that there may, that you may be touched. And he's using this level of intensity in his voice that seems like he... Like, I know he doesn't feel like he's browbeating uh-huh. her, but it really sounds like it. And, uh-huh. then he, and then they send her home with somewhat, like, blessed oil or <laughs> yes! something. They send her home the holy with, water. Like, holy oil. Their little vending herself. machine holy water. Oh, I'm just glad that that was not longer than it was, because it could have been a lot longer. Really. She probably was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I signed up for an hour of this. Like, So, like, can I go now? Yeah. <laughs> it said one hour in the Craigslist posting. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um. Oh God! And then Zach does all of his like run-on sentences with his leading uh, hypotheses that are like after the fact, like where you, should... <sighs> yeah, it's just like. So was this ghost saying that? Uh, not in that way. Apparently, they heard the phrase "not in that way" when they were asking them to per- to hurt them or something, or and... to show your strength. Yeah, and Zach's like, were they 
insinuating that they didn't want to har- uh, let, let their presence known in a, the way that we wanted them to. It's like, But rather what? in the way that they would do an attachment and follow God. us home like they have done previous times in the past on other lockdowns when we have been followed home by these attachments. I wonder what it's like to be in a relationship with Zach Bangins because he must always think the worst of everything and he must always like imagine all sorts of crazy scenarios in his head. Like, he must have some really bad anxiety. He's, he's probably also just literally always talking. <laughs> That's how I imagine yeah. it is that he literally never shuts up. Yeah. So in my notes for this next segment, I have in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia style, in quotes, the gang lets Zach have a sword. And can I, okay, can I just say the word sword is extremely generous for what they've given him. I don't yeah. want to play into any like, like toxic masculinity knife. stereotypes. <laughs> about. But this is a sword in the way that the tiny knife that they gave uh, fucking uh, Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. It's like it's a sword in the same way that sting. was a sword. Yes, yeah, Sting is a <laughs> yeah. Sting is like a kitchen knife. Okay, and so is this thing. This thing is like maybe one foot long, and it looks like a so, red. It's a wiggly sword. He bought the shit at a Ren Fair. You know he did. <laughs> yeah. This came from like because you know he loves LARPing. He loves Zach is so into LARPing. We love LARPing. By oh yeah, the way. I'm not digging on. on I'm LARPing. just. It's because it's Zach. That's why it's funny. And so they're trying to recreate the Halloween incident. Um, no success whatsoever. <laughs> they play this music. Oh my god, the music! I almost forgot about the music. So they sit. Oh my they god! They sit yes. down a, a boombox, a tiny little boombox, to play this song. That Cassie shazammed this song. It seemed like yeah. relatively inoffensive alternative rock. From I was expecting some. I would see what well, I wanted. Is I wanted to find out what kind of music Zach's been listening to, so I tried to sh- Shazam it, and instead of it coming up with just you know some random band, I was pleasantly surprised. So the first thing I see is an infrared type album cover that has like an infrared image of a person, and okay, the- sounds normal so far. It's pretty normal. <laughs> it's by a guy named Mike Falumly. 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 Who I looked up apparently has is a drummer with a band called the Smoking Popes. Okay, the Smoking Popes, <laughs> which is kind of cool. <laughs> I actually fun, like that. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently he was for several years a drummer with Alkaline Trio. Oh that's, shit, that's impressive. Wow. Yeah, I, assuming I have the right mic. Um, but apparently he's also a big fan of Ghost Adventures, and he made an album that is just songs about Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Specifically, this track is called Ghost Adventures. And the album is called My Favorite Ghost Adventures. <laughs> what an amazing get it would be if we could get this guy oh. as a fucking guest on our podcast. Oh, dude, I would love to have him on. Mike, if you're listening, hit us up, please. Because we think that this is amazing. We got to talk to you because clearly you spoke with the guys, right? Like, clearly he had some contact with the boys where they were like, can we use the song? And... As a Ghost Adventures fan himself, he was surely like, hell yeah. You like, I would love song. to make an album like that. <laughs> um, anyway, they do this fucking bullshit Halloween recreation. Zach throws the dagger into a wall, and then he yells a command at the ghost to speak into the EVP box, and that's it. That's the whole lockdown. That's the show. We don't even get to hear the result of, of Zach yelling at the ghost to speak into the EVP box. And they do something at the end of this lockdown that I want to note because they don't usually do this. And I don't know of 
like many other episodes where this has happened, they actually bring Chris and Heather back to review the evidence. No, they usually do that in later episodes. No, they bring... Oh, in later episodes? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know. Yeah, they they always have the the owners of the, the property come back and watch the evidence with them. This I is, think at this point it was just super convenient because this is like, they were such big characters. This is yeah. a big Mandela effect for me. I did not realize that. Yeah. This is my Berenstein Bears moment. Oh, gosh. Maybe I'm thinking, I don't even know what seasons I'm thinking of, but this is like a normal thing. So Chris, so they show him the evidence and Chris and Heather are, are spooked and excited by this. Um, Heather especially, she's like, every time she sees something spooky, she's like, next, show me the next one, show me the next one. She's really excited. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Heather. Yeah, I she like was, Heather. She, I found her charming she's and spunky. She's a cool, cool lady. Um, Chris... She should get the fuck out of that household, though. No Chris shit. says something that all totally normal, totally sane people say, quote, I told you motherfuckers I wasn't crazy. I told you motherfuckers I wasn't crazy. He says it twice. And it's, uh, convenient. That's a red flag right there. Man. Heather, if you're listening. Hey, Heather. (laughs) Please. If you're listening and you have not already kicked this bozo to the curb, please, God. GTFO. This man is a little scary. A lot of red flags all over the place. Um, but isn't that just the ghost adventures experience? Yeah. A lot of red flags all over the place. Um, shit. Well, that's another episode of Ghost Adventures in the Can, La Palazza. Um, Taylor, what was your favorite part? I would say definitely the, um, the awkward shower scene. <sighs> just because it was, like, exactly like what you were saying, where Zach was just waiting for the moment to come be the knight in shining armor. Totally. You know, he just wanted to see Oh, transparently. Him. He yeah. was, like, yeah, hoping yeah, yeah. that something bad yeah. would happen to her so he could save her. Hoping that her towel would drop. Yeah! I didn't bring this up earlier, but Chris also said that the woman they hired looked exactly like Heather. They just really fucking like boobs. True. Of course, like, who doesn't, but... But literally, the the one similarity caused these two men to think, oh, they look exactly alike. (laughs) I just love the moments in any Ghost Adventures where Zach... Shows his humanoid form. <laughs> Where the mask slips yes. and we see the man behind the I think that's my favorite part of every episode. I genuinely think that at least one of those dragging banging sounds was Zach tripping over something. Because he didn't have his camcorder in that <laughs> yeah. scene. Well, he, he definitely tripped at least he once. Did. We know that. Uh, what was your favorite part, Max? Uh, the dark horse, Nico Santucci. Yes, that's my favorite part, too. <laughs> because when we saw him, the shriek of laughter that erupted through, uh, through the room that we were sitting in because of how unbelievable this guy looked. And he, like the, the place he was standing, he was like next to an indoor fountain with like trees all up in it. Uh-huh. Wait, Very... did, did we answer the question, who is he really under that disguise? Who is Nico Santucci really? Are we saying that, you know, philosophically? Like, no. Like, really? Oh, who is oh, he? Well, who is he? Okay, I thought we who were is getting this, deeper. <laughs> who is this person that's hidden under this this uh, this Halloween costume? Right. So, Nick, Cassie will probably put a picture in. Nico. Owen Wilson. Uh, oh, my God. No, he's the third Wilson brother. Yes. <laughs> yes. Danny. All right. Danny Wilson. How about you, Cassie? What was your favorite? Whoa. Nick- <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, we give this. We that give was this, my favorite, Nico. We, we gave this episode a wow out of wow. five. Wow, wow. <laughs> Nico's my favorite. Uh, you know what my favorite thing in the world is? What? That you, lovely people out there, listen to and enjoy this podcast. Thank you so we, much. We guys. do this for free, and we do this just because we like this show, and because of that fact, it's like unbelievably cool that you guys also enjoy this. Um, so thank you. Thank and you. you. We've been seeing the really, really, really kind and generous reviews you guys have been leaving us on Facebook, and I want to be clear: I'm extremely grateful for those. But also, please review us on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> because that makes a little bit more of a difference in terms of other Ghost Adventures fans finding us. But, of course, the number one way for other Ghost Adventures fans to find the show is for you to tell your friends who are Ghost Adventures fans about the show. Or so- even people that have no idea about the show. This is a great way to make great friends. You can give the gift of Ghost Adventures. <laughs> we watch Ghost Adventures so you don't have Exactly! Yes. Yes. But you still should because... Uh, it's probably going to make you laugh. Yeah. We need to have my friend Mackenzie on sometime because she's the person who introduced me to Ghost Adventures. Oh, man. She's the patient zero. Years ago, yeah. Yeah, back in, oh, 11, oh, 12. Sure. I guess, That's pretty yeah. early. That's like near the beginning of their run. Eh. Eh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh. Uh, like us on Facebook. You can send us an email insanelyhauntedpodcast at gmail.com. Sorry we're not great at checking, but we do. We do check every we do once check in a while, yeah. When we remember. So suggest an episode you like, suggest some side material that's also funny. Like we should probably do an episode of the uh reality ghost hunting oh, game show my God. that they did. What was it called? Oh fuck, I don't remember. Someone will tweet it. Paranormal at me. Lockdown? Paranormal Lockdown, something like or is that. that. That's is that Nick's? that's Nick's new show. Oh shit, okay. That's actually quite good. Yeah, Nick's new show is good. Um, yeah, and, uh... Oh, yeah, it was Zach's birthday. Oh, fucking Jesus. He's 41. We're... Zach Bacon's no! yeah. hitting that big 4-1. Yeah. Oh, I gotta look that up. How bad do you think he felt about that? Do you think Zach worries about that? Do you think he's worried about his age? He was having a yeah. quarter-life crisis, like, ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. So it's only progressing. Right. Well, I'm looking up images of Zach Baggins 2018, and his hair has definitely gone down. So maybe that's with age. His He's calmed down his look by quite a bit. It's still a bit over the top, but it's like normal human being over the top and not reality channel ghost hunter over the top. Oh, I say that, and then this article comes up. Zach Baggins to produce UK TV show. Help, my house is haunted. Holy shit. Oh. You're hearing this news right here, folks. That comes from dreadcentral.com. Oh, that's probably one of his favorite websites. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see more about what this help, my house is haunted is going to be. Thank you to Ashley, our listener, um, for uh, bringing to our attention that it was recently Zach's birthday. Ashley, we can't thank you enough for bringing this information into our lives. What do you think he got for his birthday, guys? Oof. Go, some, I hair mean, gel? And, you know, maybe? Clearly. But, but is he wearing his hair out anymore? That's true. He's, he's been hiding under that, that hat. Um, Maybe he's losing his hair. Maybe he's, he's receding a little bit. 
Oh, it, well, graying we know is not an issue because he dies. His hair. Yeah, and as you get older, it becomes less and less appropriate because people know. People are like, yeah, you're not fooling anybody. All right, apparently this show is real. Help, my house is haunted. Oh, shit. So we're definitely going to do an episode of that at some point because we are officially the home for all ghost adventures adjacent material. I also heard that he's working on a documentary about Marilyn Manson. I can't with No, not Marilyn Manson. Sorry, Charles Manson. God. <laughs> two, two creepy ass motherfuckers. Um, anyway, We're both assholes. <laughs> anyway, thanks so much for listening to Insanely Haunted. Um, it's it's just a pleasure to make this for you, and I'm glad you're here. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Uh, my name's Max. I'm Cassie, and I'm Taylor. And you just heard a Class A EVP.